Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad wasallam said, whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness, tranquility descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with him. Some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwis Tafsir of Juz Amma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and intimate manner makes them relatable. So without further ado, let's begin. In this journey. So now the Quran has made a very clear the end of two types of the people. The people who persecute the believers, <coughs> their end is the fire of hell and burning fire. And the people who believe and then they do good deeds, for them is paradise and gardens. You can see Quran never mentions actually people who have just Islam or the belonging. That never mentioned the Quran. You know, the condition that we are living now, that never mentioned the Quran. Quran always mentions the people who are unbelievers or people who are believers and they do good deeds. Iman and Amal Saleh. The condition that we are living, where there's no Iman, no Amal Saleh, except still just belonging to the house of Islam, there's no promise mentioned in the Quran about that. And even the Prophet. So that actually is something not in because you know Islam is not so easy. It is not that you belong to a community and you get all the reward. Rewards does not come by belonging. So once people have iman and amal salih, amal salih as I mentioned, it's the same thing as Islam. Islam means submission to Allah Taala and submission only can know when His commands come and you follow the commands and that amal salih. When people do these things, then the reward is gardens, paradise, and you know then Quran Dalikal Fawzul Kabir. That is the big success. And as I mentioned, the Quran says somewhere else, فَمَنْ زُحْزِهِ عَنِ النَّارِ وَأُدْخِلَ الْجَنَّةَ فَقَدْ Those people who have been removed from the fire and made to enter into paradise, they are successful people. Now think really, doesn't everybody want success for themselves? Don't we want success for ourselves, our children? And that thing really, what we are provide, how do we help ourselves to get the success? And how do we help our children to get the success? Some very often actually we do things which are not going to give them success. You know, for example, you know, if you provide the secular education to your children, which can guarantee them job and good future in this world, and they get money and position, and you are not concerned about the hereafter, do you think really you are helping your children to get the success? Another success. You are harming them, and, and you will realize it very late understand your your primary responsibility actually is for yourself and for your children is that you make this success easier for you you know you work in a way that they get the success and that's why you can see Yaqub Ibrahim Quran mentioned about them that both messenger Ibrahim and Yaqub both of them they made a will they left a will behind them to their children Quran Ibrahim and Yaqub both made a will 
about this Islam to their children. They said what? Ya baniya, inna Allah astafa lakumuddina fala tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun. Oh my children, Allah has chosen Islam submission as your religion. Don't die unless you have full submission to Allah SWT. So these two great messengers, their will is that the children, they must be in full submission before they die. Now think really, do we really have this concern? Do we really have concern that, you know, when we leave, when we die and we leave our children behind, we make sure that they remain, they are full, in full submission to Allah SWT? Do we make this, do we think about that? We don't think about that. So this actually very, once you know that, then again I'm saying, it, we don't believe. Again, same thing comes, we don't believe that this is big for success. We don't believe that Iman and Amal Saleh, that is the big success. Quran is saying Iman and Amal Saleh is the big success. But do we really believe in that? Does it actually happen that we prefer every success of this world over this big success? For example, it will happen to us that we will send our children to a school where there can be more away from the big success, but we are not concerned to send them to a place where they have this big success, big success in a better way than this more success. Just think properly. We don't believe in this thing. Then again, we are belonging community. What if we have made arrangement that people go to the schools or whatever, and then in the evening, you send them to the mosque, to the imam, and that imam does not have a proper curriculum, does not teach properly, and you are satisfied that you are paying something to your for your children's education, religious education, are you are happy? The thing the other way around, are you going to be happy? If you are send your children for the whole day to a mosque, and then in the evening, you send him somewhere to learn you know, the national curriculum, are you going to be happy? You are not going to be happy. Simple, because the reason is because we don't believe in this thing. We really don't believe that this is big success. Getting paradise is big success, we don't believe. We don't believe that Iman Amal Saleh can guarantee us big success. We don't believe in this thing. So we are again very clear that we are not a believing community. We basically only belong to Islam, but we don't believe in Islam. <coughs> so after comparing between these two things, then Quran says, Certainly, the grip of your Lord is much more severe, very, very severe. So, you know, these people, they think they can persecute anybody. They can do whatever they like. They can put the believers on a trial, on a fitna, whatever, as they like. They don't realize when your Lord holds them, when his grip comes, that nobody can save them. The grip of your Lord is much, much severe. You know, so nobody can escape that. In this world, still people can escape. You can see when the persecution happens, there are some people who can escape. There are people who can hide their belief. <coughs> Excuse me. They can do something, but nobody can escape the grip of your Lord. It is so severe, so strong. When He gets the people, they never can run away. In the Shadid, in He is the one who gives the starting point. He is the one who has given people the starting point. He is the one who makes the people to come to this life. and He is the one who is going to return them back. The people come here. They die and then he will make them again to come back to the life for the day of judgment. He is the one who makes the life to start and he is the one he wants to again make them to come back to the life. The people are born because of him, then he makes them to die, then he brings them back to the life. All the time he's doing it. People are so much under him, under his control. 
Can you imagine anybody anybody skip that? Can you can you think really anybody who does not want to be born and is not born? Are the people born because of their will? Allah makes them to be born. And then think really, who makes them to die? Allah makes them to die. And then Allah will make them to come back to the life. It is such a firm grip of Allah People in their beginning of the life, end of the life, and they're coming back again to the life, in none of the, these stages, people have any choice, any power. The full grip of Allah Just think really how, how, how powerless we are, how weak we are, and still we are arrogant. Or still we think we can do whatever like. Born without the will, die without the will, without the power, and then come back without the power. If we don't want to come back, but he will make us to come back. Nobody wants to be judged, but he will make people to come to the day of judgment. Everybody will come. People will stand and they're looking. They just want to come back. Allah SWT make them to come back running to their Lord. They can't escape that. How weak this, and still you want to persecute? Still you want to make trial for, for, for the believers? So this, you know, these verses, no doubt really, for the Makkan people at that time, very, very strong words. Now you can see the you know, people, how, how the people behave. You know, if you look at the conditions of uh, uh, the world, that how the weak people and how many, many Muslims, though they are Muslims by, by belonging, but how much they are persecuted in the world. You know, people who are doing this, thing, they think they can do whatever they like, but it's not like that. Muslims like in Burma, the way they are being persecuted, nobody could even think about them. You know, how, how much in things happening. Even actually, the things like what happening in Syria, and now these reports have come that how the people are put kept in the in the prison, you know, hung, with hunger and with no clothes and all those things. Can you imagine the thing? Really, if I am in that condition, what will I, I, I'm going to accept? Anybody can be in that condition, and Allah Subhanahu keeps doing this thing. People who do this thing, do this thing, they will escape from Allah Subhanahu Taala. Can they escape? What is waiting for them is much much worse than that. What they're doing with the people, they should not think that they are out of the grip of Allah Subhanahu Taala. Where you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they are in a firm grip. He just wants to delay them. Allah the way is when he wants to make the punishment of the people much more severe, he delays them more. So they do more crimes and their punishment becomes more severe. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants people to repent, then he gives them time, then again you know he makes difficulties, they can't come repent. But when he delays the people, it means he's no more happy with them. He never going to give them a chance, delays them that they are very happy doing things, you know, more and more sins. And then the punishment comes much more severe. And every and nobody can defend it. In this whole world, you can see the people are people, you know, the believers are the people who is, who move on the basis of the principle. They believe in something and move on that. But people who are not believers, then they move on the basis of the interest. You can see really. People help other people, but where the interest comes. People are not moving because they have certain principles. Allah SWT wants the believers to help the weak people. This principle, this actually Lord of Allah SWT, believers always move on the basis of certain principles. Their, their Lord actually commands them. But in this world, when people don't believe, they only move on the basis of certain interest. In their individual interest, sometimes national interest. That's why people say, you know, people will say to you, mind your own business. Meaning what? Meaning basically it's not your interest. People only move on their interest. There's a difference between the believers and unbelievers. So Quran is saying that you know people should not think Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. You know, just think if you make a garden, a small garden, look after the garden properly, and if anybody comes and harms your garden, and they take the flowers and roses from your garden and they kill the plants, are you going to accept that? If you have any power, you punish those people. You know, this whole universe is garden of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Every single creation, His creation. 
He has given the life to the people. And now you come and you know, punish the people, persecute the people, you harm the people, you hurt the people, and you think you can escape with that? You can be away with that? Not like that. People must know that. They are trying to say really that when you, are, when you do any injustice with any weak person, you should know that Allah is stronger than you. When many men, they do injustice with their wives in the house, they should know Allah has much po more power than them. When people do injustice with their, their children, they must know. When they, any, any ruling power, any, any, any state, any government, they do injustice with their people or other people, they must know Allah has much more power than them. You know, people under his grip, they never can escape them. And all these people who keep doing this thing, what happened at the end? They died. They become so weak, they couldn't save themselves from the, from the death. Firaun came and died. People of Thamud came and they died. Makkans, they were so strong, but they died. The Romans, you know, they're so strong, they ruled the world for a thousand years, more than that. Finish. End came to them. There are many, many people. Saddam Hussein was so powerful, but he died. One day, death came, nothing can escape. Jamal Abdul Nasir in Egypt, he has been causing so much problem, persecution for many, many Muslims. If you read the stories of that time, when I was I used to read many of those. If the way they, they used to treat the people in the prison, you cannot imagine that how they, they used to, sometimes they used to hang opposite. Their left feet are up and the neck like that, and all the clothes are taken away. Then they used to, you know, these police, Egyptian police, they used to, you know, have cigarettes and they burned their body with, with the cigarettes. And sometimes they used to bring their daughters and the sisters and the mothers from the houses and make them naked in front of these people. That's how they used to do. And no, no water. And when they are thirsty, they will make them to drink their own urine. This used to happen in this Egypt. You know, I'm not making a story. You go and read any, anything of that time, you can see really. But what happened? Didn't Abdul Nasir died? And now he's facing. But Allah's way is that you can't see. But he sees. He can so. The people don't think that they can do and, you know, and they can, they, they can forever. Not forever. It's only for, for, for time being. So Quran is saying, إِنَّ بَطْشَ رَبِّكَ لَشَدِيدٍ إِنَّهُ هُوَ يُبْدِئُ وَيُعِيدٍ he is the one all of this. Then the question comes, you know, this question comes, then why Allah, you know, it can come in the mind of the Prophet it can come in the mind of the believers in Makkah al it can come in the mind of any believing community anywhere. If Allah's grip is so powerful, He is the one who gives life and He was the one who takes the life and He was the one who returns everything He does, why does not He interfere? Why does not He stop them? Why that does not happen? The people keep doing this thing and going on. Like what happening in Syria now, somebody could think really, why Allah does not stop? Why doesn't he change? He will do when he wants. This comes to our mind. Allah wants to say no. He doesn't. He always gives people more time. Because when the end comes, there's no more time. He always wants to delay the people. He really loves to forgive the people. He loves the people. He, he, he loves them. You know, love is there. He loves them much more. He wants to give them more chance. So the people who have been persecuted, those who have been hurt, no doubt Allah will reward them. But those who are ca causing all the problems, He wants to give them more chance if they can repent. So you know, it could come in the mind of the Prophet Sallallahu the Believing Community, why Allah does not stop. So that's why the Quran said, وَهُوَ الْغَفُورُ الْوَدُودِ Amazing verse of the Quran really, وَهُوَ الْغَفُورُ الْوَدُودِ He is the one who is all forgiving, all loving. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala actually is for love, for forgiveness. The people, you know, Allah Subhanahu wants to forgive the people. He can interfere, he can, he can, he, he can punish them. But Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala delays them, so if they repent, Allah can forgive them. Al-Wadud and what happening? Some noise.
So understand this thing. Al-Ghafoor, Al-Wadun. Allah is all forgiving and all loving. You know, He just for the love. And this really is amazing thing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala love is so much. Otherwise, you know, He could punish any time. For example, imagine really that if we Muslims, we are given a power by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that those who are your enemy, you can do anything with them. Tell me what will happen. <coughs> then we will punish all them as soon as possible. If we get the power, we will punish them as soon as possible. Allah has got more power that we can imagine. But still does not punish them. Still he leaves them. Why? Because Al-Ghafoor, Al-Wadud. He is all forgiving and all the loving. He, he forgives the people and loves the people. And this really, you have to reflect upon that really. How much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the people. And that why when people say that how long we are going to do sabr. You don't understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if he is your master, he is your Lord, he is also the Lord of unbelievers. You know, he is the Lord of the people who have been oppressed, but he is also the Lord of the people who oppress the people. If he is the uh, Lord of the people who have been wronged, he is also Lord of the people who do wronging. He is the Lord of the both the people. He will actually do justice for both of them. He loves both of them. He wants to give them more chance. He does not want people to, 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 to do wrong things, but still he wants to give them more chance. How much love he have got. No mother can do like that. You know, if you further imagine, if one of the son of the mother, he becomes horrible to all other children. He kills them, he hurts them. Do you think this mother is going to accept that child? She would like him to die as soon as possible. Then other children can be safe. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who has so much power, but still he allows this thing. People are doing all those things because he also wants to give this person a chance. So Quran says, Al-Ghafoor is all you know, forgiving and all the loving. So love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, as I mentioned in the earlier in the hadith, is really much, much more than people can imagine, you know, uh, uh, for their mother. His love for the people is more than the love of the mother. And, uh, you know, as, as, as a mother, you know, for her child, you know, whenever he comes, you know, you know mother, mother can take him, embrace him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, any time, even after all this persecution, if people come back to him, he's ready to take, to, to take, the, take them back. You know, there is a story in India, very nice story in Hindu, uh, you know, tradition. And many people have heard the name of Rama. So Rama is one of the gods of Indian idols. People used to worship him. So Rama was born you know, to, to this king. And somehow, because you know, this king has more than one wife, he <coughs> promised to one of his wives that you know, whatever you ask me, he will give. So she wanted <coughs> him to make Ram for 14 years away from the house. So now Ram is going to be banished from, from, Ajod, from, the, place, from the palace. It's just in the desert and forest for 14 years. So when Ram is leaving with the mother, you know, he's so, you know, a, 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 like crying and weeping and so, so upset that now he's leaving with the mother. So one of the Indian poets, he's Hindu, you know, Chakbast, you know, he has written a very nice poem about the scene when the Ram is leaving. <coughs> you know, we don't believe any of this tonight. We don't know how authentic they are. But I'm trying, what I'm using actually is that, that whole poem is very nice. It's so moving. If you read that thing really, that how a mother, when, she, when her son is going to leave her for 14 years as a punishment in desert where nobody is there, no food is there, nothing is there, no helper, no sustainer, nothing in the, in the just in desert for 14 years, young boy, how is going to survive? In that, that, that condition, you know, this mother, she's consoling her son. So one of the poetic words in, in, in that was, has come. She said to her, her son, Uska karam shariq agar hai to gham nahi, damane dasht, damane madar se kam nahi. Very nice. You know, it's really it's, uh, moving. One of my teachers, he always used to read this poetic verse to us. That's why it became, you know, deep in my heart. So, you know, uska karam, <coughs> it is not said by Muslim, you can see it, it is said by Hindu. 
बट इन पीपल डिसबिलीफ ऑफ द लव ऑलवेज है जैसे उसका करम शरीक अगर है तो गम नहीं दामान दश्त दामन मादर से कम नहीं इफ़ अल्लाह द मरसी इज विद यू दे डोंट वरी ओ माई सन इफ अल्लाह द मरसी विद यू अल्लाह अल्लाह लव इज विद यू दे डोंट वरी दामान दश्त दामन मादर से कम नहीं देन द टेल ऑफ द डेजर्ट इज नॉट लेस देन द टेल ऑफ द मदर यू नो द चिल्ड्रन दे ऑलवेज होल्ड द टेल ऑफ द क्लोथ ऑफ देर मदर इट्स लाइक रिफ्यूज फॉर द प्रोटेक्शन फॉर देम तो शी इज सेंग दैट यू नो द टेल ऑफ द डेजर्ट इज नॉट लेस द टेल ऑफ द मदर मीनिंग इज इफ यू आर इन द डेजर्ट यूल बी सेम सेफ एज यू वेन यू आर विद मी इफ अल्लाह इज विद यू इफ अल्लाह इज विद यू डोंट वरी इफ यू आर नॉट विद यूर मदर इफ अल्लाह द मर्सी अल्लाह लफ्स यू अल्लाह मर्सी देर देर इवन इफ यू आर इन द डेजर्ट दैट एक्चुअली इज नॉट लेस देन बींग विद यूर मदर एंड दैट कंसिडर इन द हिस्ट्री ऑल द टाइम वेन पीपल हैव लेफ्ट देर हाउस पीपल थिंक देर नो बडी देर अल्लाह टुक केयर ऑफ दैम in you know, people all the time you can see people have been leaving their houses they have been lost they have been somewhere else but the way allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looked after them people cannot imagine people can be grown up without the you know considerably people don't like to be orphan initially but there are people who have been orphan and they have been brought up by the lord much much better way than the people who got both parents you know the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam you know he lost his father before he was born and his mother when he was 6 year old but you see how allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made him You know Musa al-Islam, who has got his family, but he has been actually uh, made made away from his mother and his whole family when he was just baby, and made grown up in, in somewhere else. But Allah, how Allah Subhanahu wa Taala made him it, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said that, "Oh Musa, I was looking after you. You were under my eye. He was protecting." Isa al-Islam was born without father, and if a child is without the father, who is going to respect him? But Allah Subhanahu wa Taala took care of him. You know, just think really. For, when Allah Subhanahu wa Taala the mercy comes, nothing. How much love He has got really. So even for unbelievers, for people who you know like, like that, His mercy is just very nice, moving, particular. Uska karam sharik agar hai to gham nahi. Uska karam sharik agar hai to gham nahi. Daaman dasht, daaman madar se kam nahi. If Allah's karam, Allah's generosity, Allah's love and mercy is with you, they don't worry, oh my son. You know, then the the desert is not less. Then the then the mother the arm of the mother the arm of the desert is not less than the arm of the mother. And there another uh, poet says in Urdu language, "Ma baaf se bhi seva hai shafqat tere, afzu hai tere ghazab se rahmat tere, jannat jannat inaam kar ki dozakh me jala, wo rahm tera hai ye adalat tere." He says, "Ma baaf se bhi seva hai shafqat tere. Your love is even beyond the love of mother and father. More than that." Your love is much, much more than the love of the father and mother. Afzu hai tere ghazab se rahmat tere. Your mercy is much, much higher, much, much more than your anger. Jannat inaam kar ki dozakh me jala. Whether you grant me paradise or burn me in the fire of hell, wo rahm tera hai. That is your mercy. Ye adalat tere. This is your justice. If you burn me in the fire, we accept that because this is your justice. If you grant us paradise, we love that because that is your mercy. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala mercy. Really, he, you know, that one of the Persian poets said, "Rahmat-e Haq, Bahaanami Joyd, Bahaanami Joyd." Allah the mercy does not seek price from you. It only seeks, you know, any excuse from you. Somehow he wants to forgive you. He wants to to bring that mercy upon you. Upon you. So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in mercy, you know, no doubt really. The believers should understand. You know, if Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is so merciful for unbelievers, and you know that why Sheikh Sadir Rahmatullah Taala said. Uh, that you know Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is that you know all the you know uh, enemies and all the friends everybody you know uh, uh, his adi me zami 
عدیم زمین سفر عام اوست بری خان یغما چ دشمن ج دوست انو ان دس ورلڈ ہی ہیز میڈ اے بگ ٹیبل آف دا فوڈ انیمیز کم دے ایٹ فرینڈس کم دے ایٹ یو نو اف اللہ سبحانہ تعالی ہیز از سو جنرس ایون فار دا انیمیز فار ان بیلیورز امیجن ہاؤ مچ ہی ول لو ہز انو ہز پیپل ہو انو ہز ہز فرینڈ دوز ہو اوبے ہم سو یو نو دس اف ریئلی پیپل وانٹ ٹو ٹاک اباؤٹ ہز لو دے نیور کین ٹاک یو نو اف ریئلی وانٹ ٹو رائٹ اباؤٹ یور مدر کین یو رائٹ اینڈ دیر ہیو بین سو مینی پیپل رائٹنگ اباؤٹ دا لو اف دا مدر اینڈ ایوری رائٹنگ از سو موونگ بٹ اسٹل یو کیپ رائٹنگ نیور اینڈس and that why you know one of the you know poet uh, used to say in india that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never has created in this universe anything you know much much more precious than the heart of the mother the heart of the mother actually is amazing thing that how the mothers have you know say whatever like all the stories and you know still people can can move allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the mercy upon you and his rahma and his love is much much he does not want to put in trouble to when allah is testing you not because he enjoy your test Allah is testing you because he want to improve you and he want to give you more reward that want he just want to help you it's not that he enjoy your your problem and actually and also in the test he helps you he really wants to make effort just something that you he can help you that you know you, you pass the test all the time he keeps and also he, he tells you what he's going to test every time he tells all those things and that why you know it, it Quran is right and if really people want to understand Allah's mercy his love and all the you know attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know the trees come and you know you make the pen from the trees trees finish the water finish the ink finish but Allah's mercy Allah's favors Allah's words they never can finish Quran says that if you make all the oceans as ink and all the trees as a pen and you write down the favors of your Lord you know these things will finish but the favors of your Lord will never finish We hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology, as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much much more, subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.com. TV. Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and show your support. Please click on the donate button and give whatever you can. Our institution is dependent on the generosity of people like yourself.